Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 3rd, 2023. Hope this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, let's see, it's been a great Thursday. Uh, I guess we'll get into my day. A little bit of personal news to start it off. I reworked. Work was pretty good. Uh, it was weird, right? Because I, I literally started my day and my trash compactor was already filled. So I was like, awesome, they haven't come yet. They're late. Uh, which is the people who take my trash, uh, which is Rumpke. If you're you know, a, a national local yokel, you'll know what Rumpke is. But um, So they were running late for a very important date, which is me doing my job. Um, so I was just lounging. I was lounging. <laughs> Actually, let me tell you, let me tell you, because um, I haven't talked about this, I guess, on the pod, but I, um, it's not big news or whatever, but I finally decided, or it, it really clicked, and I was like, oh, I found a way to read a book I was trying to read, and this book was uh, Das Kapital. Das Kapital? There you go. Yeah, the, the Karl Marx's book, you know. <laughs> So I finally was able to find find that. So I've been trying to read it. And um, I will say I'm, I'm not too far in. I think I'm on maybe like the second or third chapter. So we're, you know, we're doing this, this slowly. You know, I'm almost like micro dosing it. And I will say it is it is interesting. I've enjoyed it so far. But at the same time, I'm also um, I'll say it bluntly. It's very boring. It's very dry in that regard. And I and I I'm like I'm gonna let my man Carl cook. You know I know where he's going. He's, he he starts talking about linen, and I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Like linen, the guy. No, of course not. No, that that man's not born yet. By the time he's making this, no linen, like you know threads. I'm like, okay. And you know we're building on the flavor. We're talking about money, and and I'm sure he's gonna get somewhere with it. But um, so I'm reading this, and I'm literally falling asleep. <laughs> I'm like falling asleep in like the maintenance area because there's just nothing to do while I wait for the rumpkey to come. But they finally come. So that's good. I finally get back to work. Yada, yada, yada. Work was work. It was fine. Um, then I do a little errands, do a little workout, wind up going back to the same area and hang out with some friends at uh, this uh, Scottish like style pub kind of vibe uh called dingle house i'm sure i've referenced it before on the podcast and um you know nice little um little eatery pub kind of thing they have ipas which i really enjoy um a bunch of other beers as well but um i got some beer i got some pretzel bites and that was very yummy so yeah i'm in a good mood i mean i'm feeling good and also one of my friends let me have one of their um what they call irish egg rolls which overall are okay i've, I've given my review on them before they're, they're pretty good um they're amazingly yummy when they are free <laughs> especially with that like sauce i think it's like some kind of like thousand islands blend of something but um yeah that hits that was smacking um, so I had a good time. I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm very jovial right now on the beat. So, yeah. Um, also, a little bit of precursor news, I guess, before we get into the news. A little bit of uh, Amu's bouche, if you will. Lizzo did make a statement referencing my other episode where we talked about that shit. Um, you know, bananas, dildos, 
uh, a lot of shit, a lot of body negativity. <laughs> um, but essentially, I'm just gonna uh, no references. Just you know, she did make a statement. She put it out on X, um, you know, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, more or less, you know, defending herself, saying that the accusations were false, saying, like, I normally don't come out and say anything to these kind of things. I just let them, you know, ride. But I want to come out and say I didn't do what they are saying I did. Um, so yeah, I mean, we will see how this lawsuit plays out for sure. I'll definitely give you more updates there. But, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's still like crazy to me and I, I mean people are still obviously talking about it um and i i, I don't blame them i mean <laughs> i didn't see that shit coming that wasn't on my bingo card for the year uh all right, all right i'm gonna do my classic little startup and then we can get into some news more news i guess i'm already giving you appetizers All right, let's start with Al Jazeera. Myanmar's Aung San Suu Kyi granted partial pardon. Let's see here. Myanmar's ruling military has granted partial clemency to depose leader Aung San Suu Kyi, pardoning the Nobel laureate in five of the 19 offenses for which she was convicted and jailed for a total of 33 years following a coup two years ago, according to media reports. The pardons announced on state media Tuesday were part of an amnesty granted to more than 7,000 prisoners to mark Budapest Lent. So, um, this story, we've, you know, we've been talking about um, for a while now since, you know, the coup started. Um... I'm happy to hear that she's at least out of prison, so this is good news, that's a dub, but it's still unfortunate that she's under house arrest, that she still has to, like, appeal and will probably lose said appeals, um, you know, against the other charges that are still, you know, stacked against her. It seems that, you know, the military is doing this more or less, you know, for appeasement, you know, because of the time frame. But maybe it's also because, like, hey, maybe this potentially dodges some more sanctions or things like that. So maybe that's part of the reason. Also, I listened to the story on the BBC News, and they talked about how, like, I, maybe this is just them, you know, speculating, postulate, postulating. That's where I'm looking for, yeah. Um, where it's like, eventually, the military has to stop and have an election. Like, even if it is putting in a military person into power, they still have to, like, have a government. Like, they still haven't done that yet. Um, and I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree with that thought, that statement. that makes sense. Like, you know, even though this isn't, like, kind of quote-unquote a war, like, this is a conflict that they do have to eventually get to a point where they are at least masquerading as, like, some kind of democracy or some kind of, like, you know, once again, government that's not just military on top overruling over everyone. Um... That being said, there is still a strong resistance, you know, from what I've heard. I mean, granted, it's it's so sad to hear what, you know, the people of Myanmar are up against. 
and and just how brutal, how constant um, the Myanmar army is. You know, they, they will do like these bombing runs that are just so just heavy, um, you know, just on the ground oppression on people. You know, the shit's hard, but, you know, the people are, you know, still fighting. They still have mounted resistance. They stop what they're doing and say, look, I'm about, you know, the freedom of my people now. Like, this is. This is what it's about for me. This is my focus. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still rooting for those people. I'm still hoping that, you know, somehow they can find a way to make this shit happen. But uh, it's definitely an underdog story. Um, I did want to just, you know, just give that update. It, you know, house arrest, though, it, it's got to be prison for sure, for sure. But it's just crazy how this Myanmar army can just be like, eh, you know, we changed our mind, actually. We're done. We, 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 this doesn't feel good anymore. We want to actually throw you back in jail. And they can do that. It's at will right now. Like, there's just no, like, they are the order as they see it, as they want to dole it out. So, you know, still fucked up over there. Still, still heavy shit. Uh, let's go ahead and move along, though. Let's take it to the States. Good old USA. From the Associated Press. Fitch downgrades U.S. credit rating, citing mounting debt and political divisions. Uh, okay, I got to be real here. When I heard Fitch ratings, my head just immediately was like, wait, like, are you telling me like Abercrombie and like Fitch, they like do credit or something now? Like times have changed? Also, side news. Again, I'm sorry. I can't help myself. I'm just filled to the brim with this shit. I was scrolling through my little news appy thing, looking at shit, and... I guess it was like some kind of like editorial or something. It was like I went to Abercrombie and it's it was it's nothing like it it was. And I'm like I, I'm looking at it. and I'm like yeah. Now it looks like an H and M and an American Eagle had a baby. Like that that's just what it looks like now. Like cool. I guess like they have like nicer pieces in a way. Like a little bit like uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm. Maybe like Hokator, I don't know. Modern contemporary, it's fine. Like it looks cute. There definitely still some like older pieces that like felt like you know cute prep shit, nice little sweaters. But I'm like, this doesn't feel like a Renaissance or anything. I don't fucking know. Um. Anyway, though, back to back to Fitch ratings, which is nothing to do with clothing. I just you know went on a tangent there for no reason. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Fitch ratings has downgraded the United States government's. Credit rating, citing rising debt at federal at the federal, state, and local levels, and a steady deterioration in standards of governance over the past two decades. And you know what? Honestly, preach. I agree. <laughs> uh, the rating was cut Tuesday one notch to AA plus from AAA, the highest possible rating. The new rating is still well into investment grade. So overall, I mean, it seems like we're fine from what I'm hearing. Like, this isn't, like, a massive blow or anything like this. It might affect, you know, like, our ability to borrow money uh, or, like, you know, might make things more expensive down the line somewhere, shape, or form. I don't know. You know, you guys know I'm, guys, gals, MBs, y'all know I'm not an economist. <laughs> Shit. That's why I'm trying to read Das Capital. But um, at the end of the day... It's still news. Like, this is still relevant. I remember hearing about this, learning about this when we were talking about the debt ceiling shit. And we had Republicans in the House, like, literally fighting tooth and nail for this shit. Like, oh, we're going to stand our ground. Like, we're going to fight this out. And I, and trust me, I'm still mad about that. I'm still like, man, you know, 
Republicans were dumb as hell for that. That was such a fucking idiotic move. This is now part of that aftermath. But once again, I'm still mad at Biden for not handling that shit months in advance like he could have. He didn't fucking put, he didn't fucking handle it. You know what I mean? He wasn't the helmsman on that shit. Classic. Classic Joe. Um, (laughs) So it is what it is at the end of the day. I have heard Janet Yellen. She's in this article, more or less saying, like, this isn't a big deal. They're blowing it up. We're actually doing great. Actually, America's so cool right now. <laughs> uh, obviously paraphrasing. But um, more or less, she's just saying, like, hey, we've actually, like, bounced back from COVID. Things are good. Even though, like, our interest rate is just getting higher and higher. <laughs> um, I-, I get the sentiment, but at the same time, the government instability is a big reason for the season here. Like, at the end of the day, we are going at each other's necks over the most simple of things. I talked about it weeks ago where we were talking about our military. Like, we still haven't promoted people. We still haven't promoted people because Tuberville is like, you know what? Until you don't allow people to have abortions in the military, until they can't travel for that shit, we're not comping that shit, then we're not, we're not doing it right. And it's like, bro, why don't you just fucking hit the bench, coach? So, I, I, once again, I, I get what Fitch Ratings is saying here. Uh, you know, I stand with Abercrombie and Fitch here, all right? <laughs> um, and also, it's kind of, you know, it, it, I don't want to say this is a nothing burger. I do think it might be more relevant down the road. But, um, oh, my gosh, what is it? Jamie Diamond, you know, Chase Bank CEO. He's like, this shit doesn't even matter. And honestly, Fitch is out of pocket for even saying it. So, you know. A lot of, you know, people in the upper echelons of money and finance are trying to say this is no big deal. You should not worry. And fuck Fitch. Who is Fitch? They're they're bums. They're losers. Uh, I mean, initially, people were talking about Mooney. I don't know much about that. You know, this is shit over my head and pay grade. But um, I haven't heard them chirp or anything like that. So maybe they are onto something with that. But um, I wanted to talk about it because, you know, I love shit in my own country. Shit, I'll say it. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking say it. I am proud to be an American to an extent. You know, I got an American flag somewhere in this goddamn house. I got on a fucking tank top. But, you know, I, I also see the dumb shit America does day in and day out. I also, you know, can look back into the past and, you know, you know, with the power of technology and just history chronological. I can't say that word right now, but you know what I mean? Like, it's there. Like, I don't, I don't care what Florida's trying to hide. Like, at the end of the day, we are who we are. <laughs> um, and you got to call that shit out when you see it. And sometimes we're not the smartest uh, people in the room. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Uh, okay, anyway, let me move along before I spiral out. From ABC News. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I don't know why I started that way, that's terrible for what I'm about to talk about, Pittsburgh synagogue shooter sentenced to death, families open up about relief, now this is an update on the, was Robert Bowser, Brow, yeah, I think it's Bowers, 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 that's what it is, um, the man who killed, the man who gunned down 11 worshippers in a Pittsburgh synagogue, in the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in American history, has been sentenced to death, capping one of the darkest chapters in the city's history and bringing relief to the families of the anguished victims. Yeah, Robert Bowers. Um, I was, you know, waiting to hear about the verdict. And um, I'm not really surprised. 
you know, I, I said my, my two cents on it. I, I would have preferred him to just be in prison at the end of the day. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of times you see in these stories, um, what does the, the shooter usually do when they're done at the end of their spree? They try to fucking kill themselves because they know at the end of the day, they one don't, don't truly want to go through a trial, no matter how sociopathic or whatever the fuck they think they are in that moment. And two, they don't want to go to prison. They don't want to be in prison for the rest of their fucking lives, like in a fucking concrete fucking coffin. But I I do also understand, you know, despite my opinions and reservations on the death penalty, why in something like this, especially if you're looking at from the perspective of the families, why you'd want that. Why you're like, no, I'm okay with it. I want to see that. I want that to happen. Um... You know, there was another story in Singapore, someone who was trafficking X amount of heroin, it was like grams, like double digits, they were executed. I didn't cover that story, but I, I, I felt the same way about that. I'm like, there's no reason to do this. I don't care who you are, where you are. Like, I just, at one point, you definitely could have convinced my Bible thumping ass that like, that's the way, you know, I, there, there's, there's always gonna be room for eye for an eye if it's, if it's this big or this bad. Um, and granted, it, it, something that bad has never happened to me. I haven't been a victim of a school shooting or a, a, a massacre here or there at this church or this place, or bombing, whatever. But I would, I just feel like that it's not us being forward as a society saying, hey, we should just kill people. We should just eye for an eye them put them down like a dog, let's pay this money, you know, it does rub me wrong, personally, but at the same time, I get it, I understand it, and um, it's new, so I wanted to cover it, Um, it was a unanimous decision, Uh, something else I did want to read here, were the victims, the name of the victims, Uh, I do try to do that, I don't think I did in the last one, when we covered this initially, um, Joyce Feinberg, Richard Gottfried, Jerry Rabinowitz, Cecil and David Rosenthal, Daniel Stein, Bernice and, and Sylvan Simon, Irving Younger, Melvin Wax, and Rose Malinger. Um, you know, it's sad. I mean, these are people that, you know, they had families, they they they're now gone. There are holes in people's lives that they're never going to be filled. Um, it's very unfortunate what what Bowser took away from not Bowser. I'm sorry, Browser. Um, you know what he took away from these people. And Bowers, God damn it, that's his fucking name. Um, they tried to use the you know the mental health defense. They you know said like. You know, he had this kind of trauma that led to him being the way he was. But it's like, man, you were prolifically online about this shit. And not to mention, you go in this building, kill about half the people in the fucking room, and then have a shootout with the first responders. Like, you were coherent enough in all these moments to, like, go through all of this and then to just be like, but I, I was just, you know, I wasn't well in the head. And it's like, but you didn't do anything to get any help. You didn't do anything to stop yourself when you're writing all these manifestos and talking all this shit. So I, I can understand what the victims and, and the family members are saying. Like, you know, if you survive this shit, how are you going to, you know, hear someone be like, well, I just wasn't right in the head. Like, I, I can understand that. I get that. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, this was a doozy of a twosie. I, I normally don't like to cover things that I think this did take place before I was like, you know, before I knew. Yeah, this is a 2018 thing. So, but just like the uh, Lori Vallow Daybell thing, it was just so big. I, I just really felt compelled to cover it. And um, so, you know, here we are. Uh, all right, we got one more thing to cover. You know, we've been meandering around. I'm sorry about that. You know, it, it, it's really, it's a, it's a classic episode of Isaiah's New Stand. You know what it is. <laughs> the real ones know if you're a new one, hell yeah, you're, you're dope. I love you. Nice to meet you. Also, I believe it was Lump 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 72. I got to give a shout out. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the YouTube. That's dope. Um, I, you know, I say it every episode. This is me saying it now. Those, those mean a lot. That's a lot. Um, all right, let me, let me do my thing. (laughs) But here's to you, Lump Lump. Okie dokie. Okie dokie, artoke. From Newsweek. Tears as tater tot, the kitten born with malformed limbs, dies suddenly. Now, I don't know if you guys were hip to this. If you're not, you know, terminally online like me, understandable. But you might have seen a little, a few memes or pictures of this cat. And it was this cat that looked so surly and angry it was this little kitten with like crazy little hair and the, and he was in these little um casts and you know sitting straight up and he just looked so mad he was growling and scruffy um that was tater tot and um i the last time i had saw tater tot he was getting his little cast removed and i i didn't know about it like why he had the cast on i assumed he had broken little paws or something you know a little broken limbs but apparently he was malformed and tater tot the brave kitten who captured the hearts of animal lovers across the internet has sadly died so he was um you know i believe uh yeah found by a volunteer from kitty crusade a small non-profit animal rescue organization in utah um and poor little guy had just a bunch of issues had a cleft palate uh and then also all four of his legs were malformed so he couldn't really walk he couldn't really make anything happen for himself but he was doing his best and he always looked angry but it was like this kind of like spiteful determination and i think in so many ways it just was like i don't know i don't want to say inspiring or anything like that but like man you know kitties man they really get you and so this story just i think it captivated a lot of fucking people i've seen a lot of art they do have post um, some art on this newsweek article that you can also once again find on x or tiktok but um yeah i mean i'm trying to see if i can find the quote here um today our tiny spud passed away suddenly in my hands his energy has been slowly decreasing over the week, over the last week or so, and with 
how sudden his passing was today, I truly think he had an enlarged heart and couldn't and it couldn't keep up with him. One moment he was walking around and the next he was gone. Um and this was from uh, Houghton who was like, you know, taking care of him at the foster and like posting the pictures and stuff like that. This tiny little potato has had such a profound impact on my heart and I am so unbelievably happy I got to share him with the entire world. What started as me sharing some photos of a goofy new foster that I turned into an entire community focused on kindness, humor, and compassion. I am astounded at the reach Tater Tot's story had, and I cannot express to you how incredible it has been to see how he has impacted the world. Now, I'm a little emotional. I'm sadly going to probably close it on this. My, um... My only little cat, he actually, like, died last week, and um, he was Ollie. Uh, he was known to me as Ollie. Uh, actually, I was definitely, like, the kind of cat dad person, whatever. Like, we can't have a cat. Like, literally, our apartment says we can't have a cat. Like, da 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 We can't do it. And, you know, my ex time, she was really, like, gotta have his cat. Like, like you know, he's a little, he's a little, he's a little trash kid. Like, he needs help. He needs us. And I was, like, we can't do it. And, you know, we were taking care of my dad at the time. And I, and I remember, you know, this is the man who raised me. He always told me I couldn't have, like, a cat for, or a pet or whatever, for whatever reason. And so I, I grew to understand that. Whatever. Fine. So I was, like, okay, let's talk to him. Clearly, this is just going to back me up and we'll be done with this conversation. He was, like, oh, no, we can do that. And I was, like, what are you talking about, old man? What's happening here? What is happening? So next thing you know, we have this cat. He's a little orange tabby. There's another reason why this is just, like, you know, like, you know, making me feel away. And... You know, I just wasn't a cat person. I, at this point, realized I was allergic to cats. So I was like, you know, like, this is just not going to work for me. But okay, I guess we're going to make this work. I guess we're going to find a way. And at the time, you know, I was like, okay, we'll just, like, pay, like, a deposit or whatever. Fine. We'll, we'll find a way to just all work out. It'll be a Disney movie. Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, cute, adorable montage later. It turns out we were not allowed. Uh, we had to, like, go tooth and nail with the apartment. Didn't work out. We had to give up the cat, and I'm so thankful to my friend Thomas. We were like, you know, old church friends, and um, he was able to take the cat, and we rehomed him, and he was such a great cat dad. I remember seeing him, and every time I saw him, I was like, you look so good now, Ollie, and like, you know, it was crazy because he was such a wild cat. I remember he would like... He would, like, play with my feet and just be so crazy. And, like, like oh, my God, you're so wild. And then he just became so chill post-neuter. And I was like, good. This is great. This is this is your, like, post, like, Danny DeVito phase. You're going to do great. And he lived a great life. And I just remember, like, looking through stories. And then, you know, I saw Thomas had posted that he had passed. And I was really sad. And I, like, cried, like, all morning getting ready for work. But, um... You know, R.I.P. Ollie, R.I.P. Tater Tot. Um, if you got a cat, if you got a dog, if you got a little pet, give them little, give them little boots for me. And um, I'm not gonna chill today. Fuck that. Um, hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye bye. Mwah.